Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is the roasting voice of your local announcer. And now I'm having uh, an announcement on the uh, effects of listening to things and hearing things. And your announcer, announcer is ready to go with that, uh, the, the best, in fact, uh, that's available. And uh, I'm listening. You're listening, too, I hope. And uh, we're looking for the days that are wandering around the, in the sky and down below, uh, looking for, for things to do. Uh, it's uh, middle of summertime. Uh, we'll never get to the bottom of that, but at least it's something to think about. I, I'm ready to ask you to uh, tell me what's uh, on your mind. Here's how you do it. 260-6368. 260-6368. And here's what uh, we're asking you for. I mean, if you don't want to even think about this, that's that's okay with me. We just want to have a conversation with you. Uh, give us a buzz. Tell me what you've been eating lately, what uh, you've really enjoyed, what things uh, that you've tried to cook that didn't quite come out right, or, you know, wh- whatever it is that uh, that uh, moves you uh, along those lines. Our number is 260-6368. It's good to be back. Uh, I have been away with a, uh, also a lot of the staff of uh, the New Orleans menu, which is uh, w- what puts out this newsletter every day. And uh, we had uh, a, a very important event that we wanted to do, and we figured that if we, uh, you know, went uh, to where we came from and spend a couple of days, everything would be terrific. Here's the, the long and the short of it. Our program, as, as you find it, uh, dates back, believe it or not, uh, to 1972, a long time ago since we started. And the, uh, the radio part of it, where we're on the air, uh, that one is, is even farther in, in some ways, and in some ways it isn't. But anyway, uh, we'd love to hear from you about all of that and whatever it is that you have been eating and have uh, enjoyed having on your table. I'll tell you what I had on my table today. This is really up-to-date information. It's a restaurant I've talked about a little bit over the years, not really a whole, whole lot, uh, but it's uh, the, the name of it is the Fat uh, Spoon. <laughs> fat what? Spoon. The Fat Spoon. I, you, you, boy, sure. That's what I'm sure. here for. <laughs> well, <laughs> to be the, this is the word fairy. <laughs> yeah, well, anyway, I went in there today because uh, I was hungry, uh-huh. and I was uh, kind of pressed for for time in any of it. Anyway, I've been to this place mostly for eating breakfast. It's on Causeway Boulevard, just as you're coming into downtown. Uh, 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 starts with a C. Covington. Covington. Thank you very much. And Sorry uh, I was late, hmm. folks. Late? <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Anyway, uh, I knew that they, they did sandwiches there, and I remember uh, some years ago even I had one. I thought that was pretty good. Well, so I went and got it again. Uh, some interesting things happened. There was a guy there who a long time ago 
was on our radio show. He was he was the host of uh, WSMB, which was what we were called back then. And uh, we just shot the breeze about that for a while. He told me that no less uh, than uh, the man who uh, gets around. Morgus. And, that's exactly who. How'd you know that? Because you just told me. I did? Okay. Well, anyway, Morgus wasn't there, but we talked about him a lot. And we came to the conclusion of uh, the fact that the guy is is really funny and, and amusing and a, a nice guy. Uh, so uh, we were rolling along with that. We were talking about roast beef poor boys, and here they were. I mean, they, they and I realized what it is that makes a really great roast beef poor boy uh, that a lot of people ignore, and it's that you ought to get your hands on the roast beef itself, and then slice it thinly, as thinly as as you can get it, without it turning into little nubbles of of nothing. Uh, just get it up to that layer, and and you really start getting a, a huge, tremendous uh, uh, amount of flavor from out of there. It's also easier to eat. It's easier uh, just to move it onto the plate, which is, you know, you go to most roast beef poor boy places, they have this thick, thick, uh, just soggy with, uh, with the uh, uh, gravy. gravy that's in there, and it just uh, it takes over the whole thing. And makes a mess. Not in this case. It was uh, it was just great, and uh, that's on my mind for the next time I ever go there. All right. So this is uh, my first assignment. Um, well, there was another one we'll tell you about later. Um, when uh, we updated you a little bit on uh, how we spent the last oh a little bit less than a week, uh, we we had uh, Jude. You know, you probably have heard his name banter around here. Uh, Jude is one of these guys who uh, is a real, real smart guy uh, in in a million different categories, and he's helped us a lot. Uh, but uh, it was his birth. He was he was he was getting a little bit older. Should we tell him? Yeah, he's thirty. Know? He was thirty. He's, he's thirty years old. He was thirty on Wednesday. Yep. Well, uh, there were parties involved Actually, with this on Tuesday. He was thirty on Tuesday. It was. Agree or disagree? Did we have uh, just a knockout time? It was a knockout time. Yeah. <laughs> well, we had uh, we had that certainly going along. Uh, the the gravy they were making was uniquely theirs. Uh, apart from being shredded into little tiny shreds, uh, this was uh, just the right size. Just brought a tremendous flavor out of it. And the next time I go 260 there, two six zero six three six eight. Two six zero six three six eight. You would like not? to talk to us? Yeah. Uh, we have a whole bunch of things to report. Oh, well, let's hear it. We went to the Windsor Court. This is where we were both. Uh, both families were together at the Windsor Court, which was super super fun. Mm-hmm. The club at the Windsor Court is, if the answer to the question is when you make a reservation there, or when anyone you know makes a reservation there. If the question is, would you like the club level or not, the answer is yes. No matter Mm -hmm. how much they are charging you for it, it is totally worth it. And I've seen a few clubs in my day. Um, That's the first thing. The second thing is we went to Merrill. We went to Chimes. We went to the park. Wait, can I can I Domenica, Mr. B's. Tell me, Jude no, likes to eat when he comes in. Go ahead, Tom. Tell me uh, if you want to. 
uh, just backing up a minute here, but the uh, the court, no, that's not what they call it. Uh, the co- Tell me what they call it. I have no idea. What you're okay, anyway, this is in, in the hotel, and this is where you club. Were. The club, yeah, I knew it was something like that. And uh, it, this uh, had everything from uh, various kinds of deli meats almost and uh, little nice little uh, desserts going in every imaginable di- uh, direction. They had lots of fresh fruit. They had uh, just, just plenty of things in it. And everybody, it seemed like everybody in the whole hotel was in there with us. And, and not to forget about the people who were actually worth, were with us, uh, it, it was a party in there. Yes. Uh, for the Speaking of parties, we had a wonderful party, a family gathering uh, for my family at my niece's house, which went on for 10, that's 10 hours. 10 hours for one? <laughs> 10 hours. It's, is this and, the guy with the big swimming pool? Yes. And that was one enormous party. Yes, it was. And uh, it was a wonderful festival of familial love would be the, the way to describe it. It was just a blast and a half. And we had um, we had some things that were uh, brought. We went and got uh, Paran's. Mini muffaladas, which I will not do again. No. I used to do it all the time, and I was extremely surprised by the degeneration of that item in the last few years. Uh, what was wrong with it? They did have great chicken nuggets. We got three trays, two with mini muffaladas that had very little meat or anything else between the bread, and um, and some uh, chicken nuggets that were actually quite good, that were actually mm-hmm. really good. So I guess one out of three, but but I was really distressed about the mini muffaladas because I love mini muffaladas, and um, and that's too bad because they used to do a good one. But I don't know this this didn't seem like an off day. It seemed like a new a new way they're doing it. I don't know. Anyway, well, uh, we also happy. got some Mandeville seafood shrimp to make shrimp remoulade. Yeah, how did that come And out? that you... was really good. It was um, it was a, a remoulade made uh, just off the cuff, just totally off the cuff. Uh, the shrimp were enormous, as in really, really enormous shrimp. I think they were, I don't know, 8 to 10 count, which are way too big for shrimp remoulade, in my opinion. Just way, way too big. Yeah, uh, we wound up quartering them. <coughs> Sorry. We wound me. up quartering them. And there wasn't a lot of time to go out and look for smaller shrimp. And I know that Mandeville Seafood buys the best of everything. So I went with it and figured that we would just cut them down to what was appropriate shrimp remoulade size. And it worked beautifully. Um, but the shrimp remoulade itself... The sauce was something that I just sort of made up as I went along. And honestly, it's not a lot to a white remoulade, which is my preference. Tom loves the red remoulade. Uh, but most people, I think, do prefer the white remoulade. And, um, and that's, you know, pretty much mayo and coarse ground mustard. 
and then there were other things. My sisters wound up making the actual shrimp remoulade, uh, so they added things like celery and purple onion to it. Yeah, that's pretty open. And it it, it gave it some more color, and uh, we put it on a platter with lettuce, and it was quite colorful, and it was really actually good. I mean, I think that the, the main ingredient in that is the coarse mustard, so it lends such a strong flavor that the lesser quantity ingredients don't add up and make as much of a statement. So whatever else was in there was not as important as the coarse mustard. And it was good. It was really good. We had jambalaya that I went Quite through. Quite a lot of that. A great deal of trouble to get. I wound up going to Whole Foods to get the smoked chicken. Whole Foods... Um, of which I am not a fan, generally speaking, does a pretty good smokehouse area. And so um, for the jambalaya, I went over and I was going to get just, you know, a couple of pieces of smoked chicken, but they actually have a smoked chicken from the smokehouse that isn't that fake smoke stuff that other supermarkets use. It's from the smokehouse, and it was quite good. So we, we used that for the jambalaya. And let's see. What else? Oh, my spin dip came out better than it usually does. Which what is was un- in it? Which is unfortunate because you ate I only know what happened was <laughs> we had snacks coming, but they never did arrive. Uh. And so I had one bag of chips that actually was Mary Lee's in her car when I emptied it to uh, give it to Jude's family for the weekend. And I'm glad I found it because it was blue corn chips. And my sisters and I decided to taste, and I put that in quotes, to taste the spin dip, but we wound up eating pretty much a half bag of the chips. So then when it was actually time for the party, <laughs> Doing no, all one, that cooking. no one else got any more chips. And so we started out with like half a bag of chips for this wonderful spin spinach dip and it you know it, i mean it worked out well for me because i have some in the refrigerator people didn't eat as much as they otherwise would have but anyway there was a lot of good food there your ham was less than it usually is really yeah because because it was done in such a haphazard way that's not your fault we were just running 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 and so you kind of like here's how you do it my sisters did it you know, this got communicated, that got com- didn't get communicated, and so it wound up being less than what you do, but still 100% better than what, you know, what they were going to get, which was a honey-baked ham. So, so that was good. Well, I, for those who might be concerned now of ever making one of these, it really boiled down to one thing, and that was that uh, when I got the, the ham, the whole ham, and was about ready... Uh, coated with some of the glaze and then, oh, but ready to put it in the in the uh, oven. Uh, it wound up; it was too cold inside the uh, the uh, the uh, ham, and so this caused the outside of it to get really too hard. The flavor was good, but the, the but the texture I think was was off. So I'll never do that again. I, I'll I'll get the temperature up to like something like. 325 degrees instead of, you know, 50 or something like that. What was wrong with it was that the sugar that you put on the outside, because you normally coat the outside with a mixture of dry mustard and uh, 
brown sugar. Well, and what happened here was that the sugar did not caramelize for whatever reason and form that hard shell, and it was still sort of crumbly sugar, which is yeah. kind of honey baked hamish. And it was not nearly as good. What's great about your ham when it's done properly is that it coats the ham and forms sort of this black shell. Everybody on the loves it. Even the kids. Yeah, do. no, it's fantastic. This is this like shell, impenetrable shell, and it's delicious. But that was not the case here. But it was still good. I mean, everybody yeah, loved you, it. You don't have to, uh, you know. Uh, it was so good. Ease my my. Ass. No, no, I'm just saying. I'm. Uh, you never. Uh, you know, I never do that. It's just the reality was that it was better than what they were planning by about you know fifty percent or sixty yeah. percent, but it was about ten percent or twenty percent less than what you normally do. This is the food show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris, and uh, we're just talking generally today about the summertime and a few other times. We'll come back with more of it in just a moment. After first, please this. Oh, hello there. Welcome back. You are listening to The Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmaurice. This could also be called The uh, Eating Show because last week uh, with our our mutual families here, uh, we were able to uh, do some things we had never tried to do before and a few things that we will never do again, You know, one, one or the other. But I uh, hope you like that, and I hope you have uh, something Worth talking about over here too, because uh, we're that's always number looking. Number is two six zero six three six eight. That's uh, that's the number. Two six zero six three six eight. Did you talk about Porter and Luke? I haven't yet, but that uh, we could do that. Let's do that. Porter okay. and Luke. Porter and Luke. Wonderful restaurant on Metairie, Metairie yeah, Road. It sure is right there, uh, right about on where the the uh, high uh, coverage of right the, by Oakland Heart and Walgreens. Uh, oh yeah, all of those. <laughs> Porter uh, Luke, good turtle soup, huh? Oh, I love their turtle soup. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things there. And But their menu goes on, and they're really good, I find, with uh, seafood in general, like uh, species of fish that you uh, can't really find easily. And, and we're always looking for them, and we can turn them up uh, pretty easily. So anyway, that's part of the program there. You go there, and you can put together quite a good dinner. Good pastas, good salads. Excellent pastas. Good poor boys, fried uh, seafood, uh, good Italian, fried chicken. Uh, things. Meatball and spaghetti. It's really a huge Club menu. sandwich. They have a good three-wedge <laughs> salad, one with shrimp remoulade, one with uh, crab meat ravigotte, and the third one with fried oysters. Mm-hmm. They have a good hamburger. Porter and Luke is now doing brunch on Sunday, so yeah, go see them. Porter and Luke, good comfort food in Metairie, 1517 Metairie Road in Metairie. Yeah, right. Yes, what today is, Tom? Uh, today must be the 11th. According to your food almanac, today is the anniversary yeah. of the opening of Angelo Bricado in 1905. Oh, really? No yes. kidding. I'm trying to get them on the phone. To see if they want to talk a little bit, but it's going to be hard because they they go they go they're in real early. Busy. They go in early and they leave early. Yeah, so I don't yeah. know if we could get anyone, but I wish I had had a look at your almanac earlier today because I would have tried to get them on. But Angelo Bricado opened in 1905 today, according to Tom, and that was uh, and he was an immigrant from Palermo, Sicily, who had worked in some of the gorgeous old pasticcherias plenty of those in sicily then and now 
and uh, sort of decided to bring that whole kind of look and feel to New Orleans. It's been tremendously success- successful. He started in Treme and then um, moved to this location like right after the war, huh? Uh, the, no, no, in the 80s. In the early 80s, he moved to the Carrollton location. Um, uh, yeah, he was. Yeah. Uh, where we most know, oh, well, you have to be old enough. Uh, it was uh, when he got the one that was in the French Quarter on Ursuline Street. Right. And then they rebuilt it exactly the same, but in a new location over on uh, Camp uh, Canal Street, Canal and Carrollton. Carrollton. And uh, that g- grabbed a lot of people's attention. And then uh, I noticed that despite all of that, they were still doing the uh, uh, those special uh, ice creams that they love so much that have the three different, no, is it three or four Spumoni. colors? Spumoni. Torrencino. Torrencino, that's a mix there, and then uh, there are a few others like that. But they flooded with Katrina on the very 100th year anniversary year. It was very deep, as I yeah, recall. Yeah, it was very sad, and they had to rebuild it. So. But they've come back uh, really tremendously. I mean, they they were always full. Yeah. But I love going there. It's, yeah. Uh, Angelo Bracato, happy birthday. Angelo Bracato. Yeah. Yes. So let's see. Back to our our tales from the weekend. So we had yeah. just a wonderful, wonderful uh, weekend with our family. We went to Merrill. Very underwhelmed by that. Uh, you know, uh, the, the Merrill uh, is. Emerald's, one of his, probably his newest his do- restaurant. His, in yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is very American. It is very uh, hip. Very hip. And, uh, it, it, and very loud. Not one of my favorite things. Uh, but everything else besides that I thought was actually pretty good. But uh, they've, they've got a, this, 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 this stage that a lot of restaurants are getting on. Uh, where you just have this constantly reinforcing of the same things over and over again, and uh, I don't know, it just it's not my my favorite way to eat. But I'm sure it is for people who are younger than I am. And if I had a business, I wouldn't go for myself. I would go for somebody who's, who would kind of vaguely look like me. Do you know what I mean by that? No. Okay. <laughs> that makes that makes the three <laughs> it's of consistent. us. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. two six zero six three six eight is the number. That's two six zero menu. Uh, I am usually not deterred in any way by loud restaurants. I like nope. them; they kind of buzz. But this I found really a little over the top. Among other things, at that experience, I was really, really underwhelmed by Merrill on this visit. Uh, we also went to Chimes, where we had the absolute worst How experience Chimes ever, oh, what ever, oh, ever, that, that. ever of Chimes. We couldn't get served. But I have to say that um, when I brought this to the attention of the manager, I left after a truly heinous experience. I left happy. So that oh, is a good. testament to a manager who can take a customer's complaints and leave them feeling happy. Especially when you know that the customer is such a regular that they're going to be back whether they leave happy or not, going the extra mile to make said customer happy is a testament to the um, the business 
acumen of the manager, I guess. Yeah, that'll that'll fly. You know, right. I guess I guess that's really the best way to say it. But it was um, it was definitely not one of the good ones at all. Um, we also went to Mr. B's, which was certainly up to its usual standards. Yep. And to Domenica, which was also great. Um, I am I am an okay fan of Domenica. To me, I totally associate Domenica with going to the symphony. And if I'm not going to the symphony, I don't yeah. go to Domenica. Yeah, that, that, that's, um, a, that's a, one of those things that grabs you and but, you let go. But um, Jude is a huge fan of Domenica, and so every trip to New Orleans kind of involves a trip to Domenica. And uh, that was that. So it was a really kind of an absurd eating weekend, but it usually is when Jude is around. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you know that's when you what grow he does. Up eating, no, that's what you do, and when you grow up eating like he does – like Tom does, and that's how you are raised, then it's hard to get away from that. And even though he's a Californian now, where eating is really kind of at the low end of the priority list, when Ooh, the Fitzmorris uh, family reunites, uh, his wife laughs about the amount of food worship that goes on. <laughs> well, Which is that's true. What we're famous that's for. exactly yeah. what we do. And and about halfway through the visit, Mary Lee starts pleading for mercy, but we just keep going. And it's just like I woke up this morning feeling really disgusting just for the sheer amount of food that was consumed. <laughs> well, uh, you know, once in a while, it's not going to kill you. Well, we don't see him that often, so yeah. that, that is true. But, I mean, it was it was pretty, pretty off the charts. Anyway, today is also National Tequila Day. Is it? Yes, and Felipe's Taqueria is celebrating with $4 margaritas at all their locations all day Mm -hmm. long. So if you are a margarita fan, that would be a good thing to do. Apparently, their margaritas are exceptionally good. They are fresh-squeezed lime and lemon and 100% blue agave so if you are a margarita fan and want to cheap one i don't know what blue agave i don't do you no i know what it is i don't know what the going rate of uh of tequila of of margaritas is but four dollars seems really cheap to me so if you would like to celebrate with felipe's national tequila day all day long four dollar tequilas what did you want to say about agave uh, yeah, it's it's one of those things that sounds like it's very exotic, but it isn't really because it's a, a, a blue uh, Jalisco. Jalisco. Uh, <laughs> that is the what. That's what the region. It makes from. it distinctive Jalisco. in a whole bunch of ways, and uh, and typically it comes in at alcohol a little less than you would typically get. Uh, although you can certainly get your share after a couple of shots of it. Ask me someday about that. From two years ago. From Long what? story. What, the breaking of the ankle? Yeah. That was uh, seven that was, years ago. Was, was that long ago? That was at the Windsor Court Club. Yeah, well, here we were, you know. <laughs> so can't it, get away we, from almost, it. we almost should have toasted you with that time. No, in the long run, it worked it fine. It did? Yeah. Yeah? Uh, yeah. Okay. This is the food show. Who is there? I just heard a report that Greg is here. You mind talking to Greg? Of course not. Hey, guys. Okay. How, are, how are you doing? Two six zero six three six eight. Hi, Greg. That's how good we are. Yeah, two six zero six three six eight. 
Hello, yeah. Marianne. Just, just, just. Hey, Marianne. I was just curious. The Merrill. Uh, I agree with you about being sort of underwhelmed. But was this your? How many times have you been previously? Probably three or four. Okay, and were they both? I mean, the previous times were okay. No, this was the first. This was the first time I left there. Going, damn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> usually, I I have a good experience there. It has been a long time since I've been there, though. It's been probably. I went a lot when it first opened. I went three or four times when it first opened within the first, I, I guess, yeah. six months. And then I haven't been in about a year, and I was kind of really annoyed here. Why? Yeah. Just wondering. I feel that way, too, about, I don't know if you're familiar, have you gone to Johnny Sanchez recently? You know, I I would love to know what you think about Johnny Sanchez, because... Well, I loved I was, Johnny yeah. Sanchez, and I would like – I have not – you know, we lived right on top of Johnny Sanchez for a year and a half. Yeah. And I haven't been back since we've been gone except one time. So what's your experience at Johnny Sanchez? Is this because Ron Sanchez is now like a celebrity chef? <laughs> no, I just when – you, when you told me that about – when you mentioned that about being underwhelmed at Merrill – um, I felt the same way on my last trip there about a month and a half ago. And at Johnny Sanchez or you, at Merrill? Per, no, 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 at Johnny Sanchez. And similar okay. to uh, what you were saying before when they first opened, probably what now? It's been maybe five or six years. Um, what, I'd Johnny Sanchez? Yeah, uh-huh. I think about 2013 maybe. I don't know, somewhere around there. No, they were uh, open. I can tell you exactly when they opened. They opened in 2014 in October. 14? Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And um, anyway, I, I'll go back. I mean, it wasn't, a, it wasn't like a bad experience, but it just sort of kind of like it wasn't maybe this. I guess it's hard to replicate sometimes with restaurants, not just in New Orleans, but maybe anywhere that you, you've had such a great experience one, two or three times. And then, you know, like you said, you, you're underwhelmed maybe on your fourth or fifth visit. But you know I don't, what? Like I don't, I don't think that's know. it. I think we're all spoiled. And I think yeah. like anything else, it becomes harder and harder to wow you. You know, yeah, I, I think uh, if if somebody said to me, I want you to name the top five things you've ever eaten, I would have to sit down and really rack my brain. And we were just talking yeah. about this. I don't even know if it was on this show, if it was just with a group of people. But if you try to think of the places of the food you've had recently, I think we talked about this last week on the show that you were actually excited about. Think of that right now. What food, where have you had it, what dish was it in the last six months that has smacked you upside the head and said, whoa, take note of me, I am really special? Yeah, you have to. Yeah, that's and a great question. I'd have to sit down have and think about it. Do you, do, you, do you have any? I mean, like, I can tell you that Zazu I found really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Justine, I would say, I was very now, impressed. Now, I love Justine. I do. I love Justine, but I can't think of anything that popped out and smacked me at Justine. Oh. What What was that for you? Oh, what was the name of the... Uh, there is a, I believe it was a duck dish. If I'm not mistaken. Duck confit. The, the duck confit. I think it's a duck confit. Yes. 
Yeah, yeah, it was very good. It reminded me, did Caribbean Room have that a few years ago when they were open? A similar duck what, on that, spray, that, I believe. That, that interim opening that they did? Uh, the Caribbean yeah, like about Room. Three years, yeah, for, three, three yeah. or four years ago, yeah. I think did they, they have a duck confit, Tom? Did they have a what? Duck confit. Uh, duck confit, I don't remember that, but that that rings a bell with me for one thing. And also, uh, duck and gourmet anything is a nice combination and almost always oh, yeah. goes right rather than wrong. In my Absolutely. Experience. Now, here's an oxymoronic oh, yeah. duck confit speaking dish of morons, on the menu <laughs> on the happy hour uh-huh. at Brennan's. The happy hour menu has a duck confit yeah. poutine. And there was oh, a okay. sandwich. In, there was a hamburger in there somewhere, too. Yeah, but I'm talking yeah. about an oxymoronic uh, juxtaposition, duck confit poutine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's Mary, it's. I, had it's a, I have one more question before I let you guys go. Uh, is jo- Josephine Estelle, have you guys been, or it's been a while? I was just talking to uh, Scott Craig about Josephine Estelle just today. Hmm. He texted okay. me asking about breakfast someplace downtown, and I told him that Josephine Estelle has a good breakfast and great scones. And I was yeah. going to say, don't miss the frittata. And then okay. I checked the menu just to make sure that it was still there. It is not. And I think that Josephine Estelle is going uh, all Molly's rise and shine on us, which would be stupid. Uh, um, yeah. You know, things like... Um, you know, quinoa and porridge, you know, for breakfast. Right. <laughs> so um, yeah. so I love Josephine Estelle uh, food, generally speaking, um, but I, I think you should check the menu first. I don't know why they're heading in that direction. I guess because their clientele is so young, but honestly, they don't know how to eat. I'm sorry. That's just true. You know what I feel mind? menu changes, too, is... Uh... Coquette. I think they, they fool around with the menu a lot. Yes. You know what I get out of That's that? That's part of that millennial club. Go ahead. What? Any time I wind up over there for any length of time, I walk away with the idea in my mind that this is a restaurant, of a, a good restaurant, no doubt about that, but it caters toward its uh, established clientele. Uh, yeah. just, Are we talking about Josephine Estelle or Coquette? Coquette. Well, there's a yeah. club. It's like a little club of super hip, young, millennial-type restaurateurs, Mason, Hereford, and that whole group. And um, and that's it. They're part of a club. Yeah, that's exactly what I had in mind, and I'm glad you uh, could yeah. give me and a it's, yeah. it's It's not my thing. I mean, there are people for whom uh, that is a great thing, but that's not me. What, can you right. can you give us a, what what might be your, your 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 the thing that turns you on? I had a great ones? burger at Shake Shack yesterday. Did you really? <laughs> yes, I love them. I love them a lot. Your whereabouts <laughs> did this occur? I'm I'm sorry. I mean that. I'm not joking. I had a delicious fast food burger at Shake Shack yesterday. Okay. I, I feel like you I've should had it call before, it I as it was... you see. I feel like you should call uh-huh. it as you see it. Okay? okay. It is not. It's not a gourmet place or anything. But if you put a blindfold on someone and said, "How does this burger taste?" It was delicious. Yeah. It was. 
it's fair. It's very good, and I, I think it blows away in and out, which gets a lot of praise on the West Coast in particular. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. But now, now, to be fair, I think the fries at In-N-Out are better than Shake Shack, which oh, yeah. I, 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 I'm always a fan of the fresh cut fry versus the frozen fry, and Shake Shack unapologetically serves frozen crinkle cut fries, and I'm thinking if... In and out can serve fresh cut fries with the volume that they do. So can Shake Shack. You know it's what's going to be interesting? What's go that? Ahead. No, you go ahead. What? You were going to say something? Go ahead. What? No, I was going to say the crinkle cut. Is that similar to raisin canes? Those. Yes, that, that exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Although my daughter fan. and I had this discussion last night because we went to Canes on the way to the airport yesterday. And I said, well, you know, you love Cane's fries, and those are crinkle cut. And she goes, those are not the same at all. And that reminded me that I have to get the frozen fry people on because frozen fries are not all created equal, and I want to talk to them about the various grades of frozen fries. But I started to say, you know what's going to be interesting? The corner of Veterans and Causeway and it's, you know, sort of environs there, has become sort of a hamburger haven. There's Atomic Burger, which is really good. Yep. There's Five Guys, which is down the block on Severn. And now there's the new kid in town, Shake Shack. And I'm wondering, is there room for all of those good (laughs) fast food burgers? Is there room for all that? I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. Well, well sure, yeah. it's easy we'll have enough to, keep to an eye check on out. Yeah. yeah, for sure. You guys have a good one. Thank you, you too. so much. Bye. Right. 260-6368. That's 260-MENU. Uh, give us a call. We'll talk about whatever it is that Did you Did he like say to talk what about. his favorite food was? No, he was yeah, trying was to. He asked me about Johnny Sanchez, and I asked him if that's because Iran Sanchez is on mostly on television now, mm-hmm. and not in the kitchen. Although he wasn't in the kitchen before, so I don't know. But I know that I was underwhelmed by Merrill for the first time, the other day, and it had been a long time since I've been there, and I think it must be really, it must be really a challenge for restaurants who have established themselves as a really great place to keep up standards like that, or are we just all a bunch of jaded diners? I don't know. There's a lot to be said for both of those arguments. Let's talk about Mm. Porter and Luke, though. Porter and Luke is a good old comfort food restaurant in Metairie. It sure is. They're not trying to be anything other than good food. And they succeed. I, I wish they had some oysters there. But, uh, you know, you can, there's all sorts of things. Why would you, I, I don't understand how you can say that, because there are so many other things there that why would you say I'm going to find the one thing that's not there? There's a great fried chicken. There's a big old seafood panade eggplant, seafood dressing, fried thing on top of creamy, delicious angel hair pasta. There's meatballs and spaghetti, hamburger, great club sandwich, turtle soup, big salads, great fried seafood, red beans and rice with a ham shank. Why do you need oysters? Because I love them. <laughs> I know, but go someplace with and oysters. They, well, like, you don't have to do it all Everybody the time. can't do everything. They do a lot of stuff there and really well. 
Okay, you can put your hand down now. All right, Porter and Luke, 1517 Metairie Road in Old Metairie. Don't miss it. They're open now on Sundays for brunch. That's a new little turn. Yes. And uh, and uh, it's a good place to be because uh, particularly people who live in that neighborhood, you will walk away from that restaurant if you're a, a regular in, in around there. And uh, you'll be really pleased by that one. It, they have a lot of the things that, that I look for in a Except oysters. Restaurant like, well, uh, <laughs> they, they do have oysters, I think. Well, Porter pop, Luke, pop. Oh, we moved over to New Orleans. Don't don't jump over to New Orleans hamburger and seafood time. We're talking okay. about Porter and Luke right now. Right. 260-6368 is the number. That's 260-MENU. Happy birthday to Angelo Bracado. Because this is the day in 1905 when they brought their wonderful, old-fashioned gelateria, pasticceria, Italian pastry shop. Keeps them busy. Dessert shop to New Orleans. And started a whole, I know it does, started like a whole new thing here, which is going strong still. Not my thing. I'm not really a fan of the the little cookies and the, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. But I think I must be the only one. Well, we'll explore that while we're Must away be the for only a, one. a couple of I know that you get Spumoni every time you see it. Pretty much. And look for it everywhere. All right, 260-6368, that is the number. If you would like to chat with us, you're listening to 105.3 HD2 WWL-FM. Stay tuned. More of the food show coming in just a moment. Welcome back. It's the food show. And it's great to be here with you every day talking about food, about restaurants and cooking and wine and anything you can think of. If there's some little aspect of dining out or dining in or you're looking to cook something uh, that you want to try some new uh, approaches to, all of that, you're always welcome here. You don't have to decide, gosh, I wonder if this is the right day to talk about that. Forget about it. Just call us and we'll go right to whatever you have on your mind. And that's good enough for us. Always was. Always has been. Charter Street, good what place great, to look. What a great day to eat outside. It's a beautiful day. My, uh, Our daughter-in-law is from, she's a native, Angelino. And when they arrived to, <laughs> to the kind of humidity and heat that they arrived to on Friday, I was actually worried about her. I, I took a look in the back seat and I was genuinely concerned. Mm. Um, had they arrived today, it's it was almost like California weather. This morning when I woke up, it was quite cool. And I'm just looking at the reason I mentioned that is I'm looking out the window here at the Cool Water Ranch and thinking, gosh, I wish we were doing this outside. This is uh, it's a beautiful day to be outside. And so if you are going to be dining, it would be one of those rare days in the summer where you could consider doing that. It has been so hot this summer that oh. I... The queen of dining al fresco I hate has al fresco. hardly ever done it this summer. It's that hot. And yes, we know you hate al fresco. I'm laughing at this, Tom. I, I'm so uh-huh. I'm so delighted that Jude was here and came into yes. your office and fetched out of the ether <laughs> your uh, your Almanac, which mm. I love and which is kind of essential to doing the show if you're not going to have guests or callers, by the way, 
People Callers were really are upset welcome about that. to six zero six three six eight. But one of the things in the list today is the annals of bad coffee. Well, it exists. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, relate this to the audience. Oh, okay. Fire away. Today is the day that Nescafe, the first mm. commercially successful uh, instant coffee, hit the market in 1938, and the process took eight months to complete or to get it right. And you explained it, and I quote, what happens is that brewed coffee is sprayed into a heated stainless steel cylinder where all the water evaporates and crystals of coffee are left behind. This is something like letting your coffee dry up to a crust at the bottom of the pot, and we've all done this, then adding water to it and swirling it around till the crust dissolves again. Why anyone would buy that strictly for the slight convenience convenience, ad, convenience advantage is incomprehensible. Folks, if we had a webcam, first of all, I'm really glad we don't have one, but if we did at this particular moment, I would go to the kitchen and fetch the coffee, the little saucepan that Tom uses every day to heat his coffee, which is less a saucepan now and more a crust of coffee. (laughs) (laughs) The crust in Tom's little saucepan is so thick, I kid you not. When Jude was here, he picked it up and he goes, what is this? I sometimes, just for the fun of it, I will take a razor blade and just start scraping it, and it comes out in sheets of burned coffee. And then, for if I'm looking to have some real thrills after I've done that, I will put water in it and simmer it on the stove. And after it's gotten wet, I will take a spoon and scrape it all around just to see if at some point I am going to get down to the actual glass saucepan. This is one of those Pyrex. (laughs) Doug, you say that like you think this is boring. Who's on the phone? (laughs) Alan. Hi, Hi. Alan. Alan. Huh. Wait a minute, we, 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 lost, we, we lost our little Oh, no, I'm coming back to junk. that. Fear not, Tom. I'm coming back to that. Hi, Alan. Hi, Alan in Seattle. Missing you. Oh, Alan. yes. Hey, hey. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. You know, uh, it, it, what's really sad is that uh, I'm calling to remind uh, Tom that Porter and Luke's does have oysters. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, where are they and what do they do with them? Who is that sad so they, for, Alan, you or us? Uh, well, I don't – I think it's me because, like, you know, in my spare time, I look over I menus know. in New Orleans. I know. Uh, I told my sister, and, by the way, who's from Seattle I – I saw her this weekend. We had a big family thing. And, and I saw her what, and I told yeah. her about you. Well, and, and I want to ask you, you piqued my interest about your sister, uh, and, and I know we're getting close to the top of the hour, so um, uh, and with your permission, I'll hang on through that if, we, if I don't finish the call. But uh, back to Porter and Luke's, I, and, and I haven't been there yet uh, since living up here in Seattle. Uh, but, yeah, so they have an, uh, an oyster bordelais on the menu. And you, that's right. That is, that is something that I do up here with the uh, Pacific Northwest oysters. 
Mm-hmm. Um, granted, uh, the oysters up here aren't um, well. It's debatable. I, I still like Gulf Gulf Coast mm-hmm. oysters better. The ones down there just seem plumper and saltier than the ones up here. But it is something that uh, I, I cook. Now, I don't think I do it the same way they do it. it according to the menu, they say flash fried. And what I do yeah. is um, more to, fry flash them. Uh, uh, yes. And, and olive oil, garlic, uh, touch of white wine. You know, it, it's, it's quite simple. Uh, maybe a little butter because, Tom, I, I remember you saying it's always a good idea. If it says olive oil, add a little bit of butter. It can't hurt. Um, it, hmm. As far as flavor goes, I think it enhances it. And uh, well, so hey, Alan, you do have to hold yeah. on. You do have to hold hey, on. Hang on a minute. We're not done yet. Yeah, and, Alan's uh, going to stick the, with us and come back after the top of the, the hour. The food show in general will uh, hit the little waker here, and then we'll be back with more of it after the news from CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System, here on 105.3 FM HD2, Kenner, New Orleans. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.